Good afternoon. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Good afternoon on another gorgeous Tahoe Monday. I just love it here. It is so beautiful. The weekend was so fabulous. Totally. Uh, you couldn't have asked for more fabulousness. We are. We had to clean out all of the winter clothes, get all the spring clothes in, and we had to clean out the garage because we're pulling down the paddle boards and we're hitting the lake. Awesome. It's time. So, so today we're talking about the art of being present. And I'm Alexis Robin. If you're new to the show, I'm a master life coach and business coach right up here in Lake Tahoe. Uh, you can find out more at nourishlifecoaching.com. But today we're talking about the art of being present and kind of want to start out just by defining what I mean by being present because I think there's lots of different ways to approach this. So kind of get some, uh, get some agreed upon terms here. But, <laughs> but basically when I'm talking about being present, I'm talking about focusing your thoughts and energy on what's happening right now. Right? So thoughts and energy on what's happening in this moment. Is that possible for women to do? Yeah, you know, it is, but it does take some intention and some practice. Men, like I think, are better at that. Men have like those little boxes. They can very much, it's one thing. You can't, right. you know, they if they're working, working on the car, you can't talk about dinner. Right. I mean, it's like a whole different zone of their brain. Where women, we can be, you know, getting our kids ready, getting ready for work, what's for dinner, I've got to go to the dry cleaners, got to right. be in. That's so, hard for women. It is. And so that's a really interesting point is this might be easier for men than for women. And it's and that what that means is that if you're a woman listening to this, that you just have to be intentional about it. Of course, men have the nothing box too. Right? Yeah. Where it's just like you can talk and it's like nothing. <laughs> so. All right. So, um, so there's some benefits of being present. Because otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it if there were no benefits. <laughs> the um, the first is that an increase in self awareness and mindfulness can improve positive positive emotional states, and more so than improve, it can just create or result in positive emotional states. So um, so that's important to know, and then it can also help to decline. Um, in stress or in mood disturbance. So when you're present, it can help you to stay, um, when you're in the present moment and you're kind of where you're at, and if you're not focusing on, you know, past hurts or future um, fears, then you can stay in whatever mood you're in versus if you're in a present state and all of a sudden you start thinking about some really sad thing in the past or some really scary thing in the future, that can completely change your mood, mm -hmm. regardless mm -hmm. of what's happening. In at that moment, moment. yeah. Right? So it can help you to stay in that mood. And then finally, um, it can help, sometimes can help you improve your ability to capture a memory. So have you ever um, driven home from work and been so focused on something that had happened that day or something that you had to prepare for later in the day or the next day that you just don't even remember the drive home? Yes. Right? Yep. So, um, so that's what we're talking about, right? We can be in a mind state somewhere totally different and absolutely miss what's happening in front of us, including when we're driving a car. Yep. Which is kind of crazy, right? It's scary. I mean, that's kind of scary. So, um, so these are some of the reasons why it's good to be present. Um, and, you know, personally, like non-scientifically related, when you're present, you're actually able to be in the moment and everything that we're thinking about in the past or worrying about for the future eventually will become a present moment mm -hmm. and if we're not there to enjoy it mentally emotionally energetically then we're missing it yeah so we've spent all this time in the past worrying about it <laughs> thinking about the future we get there and then we're too busy thinking about the next thing to even 
appreciate or experience what we worried about, you know, a week ago. Yeah. And so it's kind of this vicious circle. So I've, today I've come up with a few ways that you can practice being present because I think that, um, I think it is a skill. I mean, I think you, it doesn't, it's not something that naturally just happens for uh, Yeah, I don't think so. And I think people who are really good at it are those who either A, intentionally choose to be present in the moment or B, practice at it a lot. And so then it becomes like anything, you know, it becomes more ingrained in what you do and easier. You know, it's not such a hiccup to get there versus, um, you know, if you're not practicing it, it's kind of like this, I have to make myself go there. Yeah. Versus once you are practicing it, it's a little easier shift. Like, oops, I'm not being present. Let me move into this. Yep. So one easy way to practice being present is to listen intently. So to be fully focused on the person you're talking to, eye contact, leaning in, not thinking about what you're going to say in response. This is hard to do. (laughs) I practice this a lot in coaching because oftentimes I'm kind of hypothesizing and thinking about things and wondering what's the next question I want to know and I'm curious. And there are some times where I have to say like, forget all that, just listen and absorb everything they're saying. That would be hard in your job. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes not. I mean, sometimes you get a totally different insight when you're listening wide open and you're not kind of thinking about the next thing you're going to say than when you're thinking about the next thing. Yeah. Right. And sometimes when we're thinking about how we're going to respond or the next thing, we actually stop listening and we start like playing it over in our head, how we're going to say it. Right. So then you've missed everything they've said on the second half. So listening intently is a really great way to practice being present. And that means like turn off your computer, turn off your cell phone, don't be texting. This People can feel from your energy, even if you're on the phone, they can feel if you're not listening. And when you're not listening, it actually becomes harder for the person who's speaking to articulate. Yeah. I've done this exercise with a bunch of groups, and it's really interesting to see what happens when you say, talk about something you care about. And if it's, um, and have the other person ignore you. And it's literally every time it happens, about 30 seconds in, the person who's explaining something they care about or know a lot about, they just start going and like pausing and they just get hung up and they can't speak because the person's not hearing them. So listen intently is one way. Another way is to do a five sense check-in. So like at this very moment, just notice for a second, take this time, you're either in the car or you're sitting somewhere listening to this, this radio show and notice like, okay, what am I feeling? Like, how does the chair feel against my back? How does the floor feel against my feet? How are my clothes feeling against my skin and my body? What do I see? What's in my vision? What am I hearing? You know, obviously you're hearing me speak (laughs) and Jen, but, but what else am I hearing in the background? What am I tasting? Do I taste anything? Do I have leftover, you know, coffee from that sip of latte I just took? Is there, you know, am I tasting like the fresh spring air? There's a real um, unique um, scent, which brings us to our last, what am I smelling? Um, In Tahoe, when it starts to warm up, you start to smell the dirt and the pine. Mm -hmm. And it smells so good to me. It just reminds me of summer camp. It was awesome on Saturday. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, you know, like you're in the woods and you're like, Oh, it's, you know, I smell the spring. I smell the summer coming. So, um, so check in with all five senses. What am I feeling now? I'm glad you defined that. I was thinking five cents, like a nickel. 
Oh yeah, no, yeah, not no. your five cents. Yeah. Like, here's my five I cents. Five no. Cents. Okay. Um, okay. no, but check in with all five of your sensor sensors, sensory uh, experiences, and see like notice what you're feeling. You'll be surprised. Yeah, I mean, we can go all day sitting like in a really uncomfortable position, and then you do this exercise, and you're like, wow, I'm like all tweaked. I need to reshift and adjust and relax. Yep. So, so that's another way you can practice being present. Uh, the third way I got from a website called transformingourselves.com, and I thought this was really interesting. They suggested watching children play. And they said, because kids are so good at being present, like they're not necessarily worried about the future yet, and they have they don't really dwell. They don't have much of a past to dwell on. And so they're very much in the moment when they play, fully present to what they're doing. And so it's just kind of an interesting way to watch somebody model that. That is interesting, in yeah. Moment. So I thought, yeah. oh, I'll totally look at my kid's playground differently the next time I go to the school and the kids are at recess. Like, that yeah. would be really interesting. Yeah. And then um, another one from a different website, presentliving.com, was to stop comparing how this moment should be, right? Like, <laughs> well, this moment should be better because of this. Or if I would have had coffee, this moment would have been better. Or if I would have you know, worn a different outfit, I'd feel better about myself or be more comfortable or the shoes wouldn't hurt my feet so much or what have you. We often get hung up in this whole comparison, which draws us out of the present moment and into how things could have been had we done something differently. I thought that was interesting. And then um, second to last here is to be in nature. Uh, I do a Native American traditional meditation called a sit spot. And a lot of times I'll go out into our meadow or into the forest by our house and I just sit and I just watch. I observe. And I observe how the wind is blowing. I observe, you know, where the sun is in the sky, what the leaves look like, what the animals around me are doing. Sometimes it's sometimes it's just little spiders and ants and As long as it's not the mountain lion. Right. I've never seen a mountain lion here, but every once in a while I'll get rewarded with like a beautiful red-tailed hawk in the distance or a coyote in the far distance. I mean, I wouldn't want one like walking up on me while I'm meditating, but nor a bear, but I've never seen one of those that close when I'm out there. Um, But it's really nice to just watch what's happening and notice what's going on around you Mm -hmm. um, because it really pulls you right into the present moment. And then finally... um, is to notice during the day, just say, oop, I'm just going to remind myself, like, notice what, you know, what am I thinking about right now? Am I in the present or am I in the past or am I in the future? This is really your only three choices, past, present, future. I guess you could go alternative universe if you're into that. But, uh, <laughs> but sideways, no, sideways. <laughs> but, um, but really, those, it's, that's where you are. So, so notice when you're sitting at your desk, when you're driving home from work, when you're going to pick up your kids, when you're sitting at dinner, like where am I? Am I in the future? Am I in the past? Or am I right here? And the first part of learning to be present and the first, really the first part of anything in, when it involves self-awareness is to just start to notice. Like, don't go trying to change your whole self overnight. Just start to notice what you're doing on a daily basis. Check in with yourself once a day, then check in with yourself a few times a day, then try to like to notice and see where you're at. Like, how often are you dwelling in the past and how often are you focusing on your what you're nervous about for the future? Now, I will make one caveat here is that um, in a lot of the articles that I read 
when I was researching for this show, people talked about the negative piece about dwelling in the past on past hurts and, you know, dwelling on fears of the future. But I think it's important to note that you can also get some positive bang for your buck dwelling on the past and the future. When you're dwelling on um, and you're savoring, you're looking back and reflecting on things that went well or things that you enjoyed or people you spent time with, which is a savoring technique. That We talked about that, that some people, if you're, like, if you're the planner, mm-hmm. if you, you, know, you get your joy out of the, the yep, preparation. Yeah, you anticipate the, yeah. Or savoring. if you're the, like the remember person, love the... Yeah, you love reflecting. Yes, thanks. I'm getting the term. I'm getting there. Yeah, but yeah. I remember we talked about that, and sometimes there is value in that if that's the person that you are. Right, and so, um, so I would just say, like anything taken to excess is a weakness. So if you could say like being in the present so often that you never think about the future, you never savor the past, (laughs) like that could be a weakness, right? Or, you know, being in the past for so long and, you know, being in the, in the future so much that you never enjoy the present moment could also be a weakness. So, you know, do you want to do everything in kind of a harmony and kind of a balance? And that just takes practice and experimentation. Like Mm -hmm. there is no book that says what the perfect amount of past savoring or future you know, being hopeful about the future, that kind of thing is. So, um, so, but I wanted to note that because I think it's important to say that there, bene- there are some benefits of, you know, reflecting on the past and, and hope being hopeful for the future. I don't think you want to go through your whole life not kind of planning and anticipating tomorrow. A certain amount of planning needs to go into it. Yeah, and sometimes too you can say like, you can say, wow, I'm noticing in this present moment that I'm feeling crummy you know, what's that about? And then you might say, oh, it's because I'm dwelling on this thought in the past. Or I'm worried about... Right? Or I'm worried about what's going to happen that meeting tomorrow. tomorrow or that. Right? And so then at that moment, you're being self-aware in the moment. Yeah. You are being present. So you're present. recognizing your present moment as, okay, this is my moment that I'm going to... And what's it being to, affected by, yeah. right? And so the whole thing is just improving your own self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Because once you realize what's happening, then you can try to adjust it. Yeah. Right. And so you get better and better at that. So the last piece of this is really setting your intention for being present. And that's when um, notice when you're living in the present, past or future without judgment. And that's what I just talked about. Just pay attention to like, where am I right now? Am I thinking about, you know, lunch today or am I here at the show? Am I um, thinking about what how I screwed up something else or am I right here? talking to a friend or in this meeting, like, where am I? And just notice it without judgment. You know, don't go start beating yourself up because you're in the past all the time. Just notice that and pay attention to it and ask yourself the question, is that serving me? Does it serve me to hang out in the past so much? Maybe it does. And if it does, stay there. But if it doesn't, then adjust, right? And then um, lastly, you can look at the calendar and you can identify times where you want to be intentionally present. So oftentimes after school with my kids, Mm -hmm. I'll think to myself, okay, I want to be intentionally present with them because I want to give them undivided attention. So what do I need to get done at work or what do I need to think about before I get home so that I can be fully present with them when they need me? Right. And so then I'll think like, okay, I'm going to think about what I'm going to cook for dinner before I pick them up from the bus. Mm -hmm. Because if I know ahead of time, then I don't have to be thinking about it while I'm with them. Yep. Right. So that won't um, distract me. So then you can plan ahead for where you want to be present and you can take care of things and tie things up or even tell people I'm not available until I'll be back. That's what the whole out of office thing is for. Yep. Right. It's like set your out of office. I'll be back on Tuesday so I can be fully present Monday doing whatever I'm doing. 
And then Tuesday, I can answer all these emails. So, um, so the art of being present, focusing on thoughts and energy in the present moment is what we're talking about. You want to practice it. You want to set your intention. And once you've done that, you'll enjoy the benefits of being present, which are increased uh, self-awareness and mindfulness, possibly more improved emotional states, uh, declining in mood disturbances, and the ability to capture memories in full living technicolor in the moment. So this has been The Bright Side with Alexis Robin and Jennifer Scanio at KTHO Radio in Lake Tahoe. And uh, for more, you can always check us out on the website, nourishlifecoaching.com. Fantastic. So That we'll, was good. Thank you so I much. Like we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Always right here on K Tahoe.